Welcome back, literary slummers, to another episode of Hate Read. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. Uh, occasionally, we challenge each other to read a book, but that hasn't happened for the last, like, three months, honestly. <laughs> and some other times, we just uh, revisit books that we know that we hated from our past, and that's what we're doing this fortnight. Anna has selected a book from her uh, late high school, early college mm-hmm. years to read. It is Mr. Darcy Vampire by Amanda Grange. Um, so first things first, Anna, why did you hate this book? Um, <laughs> well, for a lot of reasons, um, but none of them like good reasons. So I think I hated it. In when I first read it, because there was not enough vampire action in this book. And because of the decision that Elizabeth mm-hmm, and Darcy mm-hmm. make at the end. I absolutely hate that decision. <laughs> yes. I didn't dislike this book. Oh, I like you is it the best book it's in the world? Boring. No. It's so boring. Is it kind of dumb? Yes. I didn't think it was boring. I was into it. Oh my god. I'm judging you. Judging you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, again, not high literature, but it was, to me, a fun read. (laughs) So I had fun reading it. um, But I can see why it would have bothered you. It's definitely pretty slow on the... uh, It's a snooze fest. Well, maybe. I will also say... It was not, it was, it was barely Pride and Prejudice sequel, because these were not Darcy and Elizabeth, these characters. Oh, (laughs) no. They were very (laughs) OC. And that's the other thing, like, okay, so I said in the last episode, like, I went Mm -hmm. through this phase where I kind of wanted to read, it wasn't just this one, I also read a couple, like, unofficial Dracula sequels as well, Um, Mm. but... I don't know why I was so interested in Pride and Prejudice sequels because I I've read it once and I liked it. Like I read the original ones and liked it, but I mean I'm not in love with it. So I don't know what drew me to this genre at all. Like <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's because I get that because like I really like adaptations of just mm-hmm. anything, like fairy tale adaptations, Pride and Prejudice adaptations, Shakespeare, Romeo whatever. and Juliet um, adaptations. Except for that, you know, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> but uh, that aside, uh, yeah, so like I like the like reading something where I know what the major beats are and seeing how someone plays in that space. Mm-hmm. Like I really find that fun. So to me, like that's kind of the draw of any sort of adaptation or continuation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some of that here, like, obviously she kept referencing shit that had happened in Pride and Prejudice, but it just, the characters were so out of character, it was kind of like, and it's, it's not a retelling, which is what I thought it would be, I thought it would be, like, um, what, what if Pride and Prejudice, but the whole time Darcy was a vampire? Uh It's a a sequel. A Um, a fan fiction. Yeah, it was a fan fiction, which I guess is probably why I liked it, because it was just very fan (laughs) fiction-y, like... Nothing really happened. It was just a lot of longing. Yeah, yeah. If I was, if it was on Ao3 or Fanfiction.net, I probably would have enjoyed it. But to be honest, but the fact that it was like a printed book, yeah. I was like, mm. 
this should be better. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing, because I went into it with, um, because last week, or last episode, you talked about how it didn't, um, like, I guess, meet your expectations when you first mm-hmm. read it. So I was very much expecting that this was going to end with Elizabeth killing Darcy or something. Like, I thought she was going to go full on vampire hunter. That would have been um, cool. And it didn't. It, it would have been. So I was like ready for that. But then it was just like, again, lots of longing and sexual tension. Yeah. Like a fan fiction. Yes. So it was, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is just very chill. We don't like, even get a sex scene. Which is we do so not. We do not. Which is always a problem for us horny girls. <laughs> <laughs> the wing wing quota must be reached. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess uh, we can. Do you want to start talking about? Yeah, we could talk about the plot yeah. of it a little bit. Um, it's not that complex. There's just a lot of characters. That's very true. None of which I remember who they uh, are. Fair. So the book opens, it's Elizabeth and Jane's wedding days, they're getting married to Darcy and Bingley, and um, they do. And oh, <laughs> they go, quick, they start on their note, wedding tour. If you guys haven't read Pride and Prejudice, uh, just go like watch one of the 1800 versions of it real quick, because we're not going to explain Pride and Prejudice, but you do kind of need to know what happens in that for this episode to make sense. Sorry, we usually don't require reading, but like, I feel like this one's pretty... You, you should you should have come across it at some point yeah. in your life, so. Yeah. Okay. Or just, like, read the Wikipedia synopsis, honestly. That's probably all. Yeah, fine. there you go. Um, so, she and Jane promise to write to each other every day, or whatever. And she writes to Jane constantly throughout their wedding tour, but never hears back from her. Which, you know, you'd think she'd be a little more alarmed by that, but she was not. Well, I think that's kind of like 1800s male. Like, it's not that's very, true. you know. <laughs> not very, uh, what is the word? Reliable. Reliable. Well, and then here's my question, I guess, is how do they know where to send the mail? Where she's like, okay, I'm going to, like, write to me back at this address, and then they leave, like, two days later. Like, do they just, is it constantly just mail forwarding there? I think it's mail forwarding. I think it's how it works. That, like, they send it there, and then they're like, oh, they've already left for the continent, and then send it on to the continent. And this is going to be filled with really bad accents, by the way. Just, just they throw it into the channel. They're like, Ugh. yeah, and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean that's literally what happens at one point is she throws it out a carriage window and hopes for the best. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like she must have been really um, trapped for a very long time because she was able to write out that whole letter and then <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get there. It's a I long guess. ride. um oh and then also i wanted to bring up the fact that okay so elizabeth and darcy are married but she keeps calling him darcy even though they're married is that like a thing in the book where he's like only call me darcy even though that's also your name now (laughs) that's not that's not ever mentioned in pride and prejudice i this is the other thing i think like like i said there was a lot of stuff that i was like okay i get the reference there but like Uh Some of it I was like, have you read Pride and Prejudice? Because the other thing that drove... And I wasn't going to bring this up right now, but I guess I'm going to. The other thing that drove me absolutely fucking insane was how 
much. Every single person they met was like, oh, Elizabeth, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Oh, my God, I know. Elizabeth, oh, Darcy, she's so beautiful. What a beautiful wife you have. And I was like, that's specifically in the book that, like, she's not. (laughs) I mean, she's not ugly, but, like, they mentioned many times that Jane is the great beauty and she's, like, just kind of pretty. Yeah, but everyone's, like, so hyped on Elizabeth. It's true. Like, yes. Down. Yes. It's like no one has ever seen a young woman before. And then they're also like, no. When they at another part in this where they're with hanging out with Darcy's friends or whatever, they're like, we love a new bride. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the 1800s Ooh. were weird. They didn't have TV. They got excited they, about strange things. They didn't have a lot going for them. <laughs> uh. So originally they were supposed to go to the Lake District for their wedding tour. But instead, mm-hmm. at the last minute, Darcy's like, let's go to the continent. And Elizabeth's like, all right, I've never been. So they go to various locations, meeting with Darcy's friends. Um, they go to Paris. That's where they start. Uh, she meets people, doesn't really like Paris too much. Um, and then they well, decide. That's, that's how it always goes is that she goes to a place. She's like, oh, it's beautiful and lovely and I love it. And then like two days later, she's like, never mind. I fucking hate it. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> you're so hard to please. Like, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like every yeah. single place they go at first, she's like, how beautiful it was. How much I love to walk <laughs> along the streets. And then like, oh, I loved the food. I loved all the garlic. I loved the bread. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and then, like, two days later, she's like, this place fucking sucks. Let's go back to England. Sucks. I hate it. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm homesick. And then Darcy's like, well, what if we went somewhere else instead of home? <laughs> somewhere else that's not home. <laughs> they weren't communicating very well. No, they really weren't. Um, They weren't communicating at all. They just talked about, like, art and shit. <laughs> yeah. You know. High, highbrow conversations. Yes, <laughs> that they had when they weren't supposed to be dancing together. Um, mm, yeah. That's so weird to me, I guess. I don't know why that would have ever been, like, a a social norm, is that you were not allowed to dance in public with your partner. I think because, like, then that's all you would do, maybe? So well, yeah, why sure would you want to touch mingle? strangers? Everyone <laughs> well, smelled bad. A lot of dances you'd don't touch though you just like hold your hand in front of their hand (laughs) especially the english dances oh yeah yeah where they just like stare ahead and march in straight lines or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she doesn't get along with people in paris or i mean they're 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 nice enough to her but she doesn't feel friendly towards them so i think she's starting to feel bummed out and darcy's like well Let's go um, through the Alps and visit my uncle, who is a count, and he lives in a castle. And won't you love that? And she's like, well, yeah, I guess I've never seen the Alps before. Because if there's one thing we know about Elizabeth Bennet is that she loves fancy people and Mm -hmm. royalty and titles. Like, that's canon. Yep, yep, 100%. (laughs) She's just like her mother. (laughs) Uh, they ride through the Alps, they stay at an inn, and where they're confronted by Lady Catherine, who, mm. she shows up with dragging poor Anne along, and she's like, I don't approve of this marriage, you should never have done this, I hate it, blah, 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 and Darcy's like, fuck off, and she's like, whatever, and she leaves. So, <laughs> we, we start to get hints that, like, people don't approve of Elizabeth and Darcy's marriage, 
but we don't really know why. Well, like, we know why Elizabeth thinks it's so, but as the reader, you're like, mm, that's not it, because this book is called Mr. Darcy Vampire. Yeah, I was gonna say, we also know why, because it's very clearly <laughs> stated on the front cover. <laughs> it's because well, he's a vampire. A vampire with a Y. Which, every time that's written, I always pronounce it in my head as vampire. Vampire. Yeah, that would also... I, I feel like that's the one with no E at the end, though. Oh, yeah. And I always imagine them as being, like, r- really gross and ugly looking, like, desiccated corpse looking. Yes. Uh, this entire time, I was just picturing a mummy riding yes. around the French countryside. <laughs> uh, remember that creepy it's mummy? It's amazing she didn't figure it out sooner. <laughs> remember that creepy mummy from um, Courage the Cowardly Dog? No. I watched one episode oh. of Courage the Cowardly Dog and it freaked me out, so I refused to ever watch any more. I was you were, Courage the Cowardly Dog. No, you were more cowardly than him because he saw through mm. all of these confrontations. No, he's forced to. He's forced to. I, as a <laughs> child, was not forced to watch the TV show and therefore did not have to. You cannot tell me if Courage was given the option, he would not have dealt with any of that shit. I mean, that's probably true. It's only because of... It's only because the old lady who he loves is in Muriel. <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, that show is so creepy. I don't know how that was, yeah. like, billed as a children's show. I don't know. Because <laughs> it was animated, and all animated things are for children. Didn't you know? Clearly, clearly. Um, where are we in the stupid book? Oh, they go to the... Okay, so in they the go- Alps. Yes, they're in the Alps. They go to, they make it to the creepy castle where the Count lives. And there are no mirrors there because obviously he is a vampire. Um, and the castle is kind of run down and Elizabeth doesn't like it at all. And Darcy's like, oh, I thought you'd love this place. I'm sorry. I guess we'll stay for a few days to be polite and then leave. Um, and she's like, okay. But the Count like goes and gathers some of his friend vampires well, we don't know they're vampires, but they're probably vampires. We do. And they have a party, and they all love Elizabeth because she's just so beautiful. Uh, but then a mob attacks them there, and they have to secretly flee. Darcy and Elizabeth, those two get out. I guess everyone else stays. But um, the Count's like, you and have Elizabeth's to leave. And Elizabeth's just like, Elizabeth's just like, oh, French Revolution, everyone hates aristocrats, I guess. Yeah, she's like totally chill with this. Like, it doesn't even bother her at all. She's like, yeah, this makes sense. This tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess this is what I have to get used to now that I'm married to a Darcy. Now uh, that I'm married to a rich man. <laughs> and, uh, the Count's like, you have to get Elizabeth out of here because they're not going to like her. And Darcy's like, okay. Was and that so, ever explained? No. They never explained, okay, like, cool. who this was that was actually attacking or why, what their motivation yeah. was. Like, I kind of thought that maybe cool, it was, cool. like, it was the... The vampire, the big bad vampire guy came and attacked, but I don't know. Yeah. I have, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, if they it were did. if they were it just, did. like, regular town people and she was the only human, you'd think they'd be like, oh, we have to save her, and then they would love yeah. to see her there. I don't know. Maybe what he meant by it's... A li- what was his exact wording? Because maybe it wasn't, like, they're after, or, like, they want to kill Elizabeth. Maybe it was just, like, they're after Elizabeth or something. So, like, that's Yeah, what well, they meant, say something, like, they won't... Know. They won't like seeing her here or something. Yeah. I close the book. He says, get her away from here. It is her they will not stand for. Yeah. So like maybe, maybe he means like, oh, it's, 
they won't. I don't know. It's very weirdly phrased. Yeah, and and again, never followed up. Like they're just like, okay, that was an adventure. Yeah, that's never explained. Yeah. <laughs> I think also it's important to note at this point that this is when it's revealed to us that um, Elizabeth and Darcy haven't fucked yet. Because that's like a major plot point. Yeah, yeah, he has not touched her. Um, And she thinks it's because he doesn't love her anymore. But really it's because he's afraid that if they have sex, she might turn into a vampire. Which, I don't know, is that like... May or may not be a feature of vampires in this world. It's never clear. (laughs) No, it is never clear. It's never verified. Because again, he's like, when when this is eventually revealed, he's like, Oh yeah, someone told me that like if I have sex with you that you might become a vampire. And I'm not sure if that's true. So like they might have just been trolling. Yeah, seriously, him. they might have just like, been trying to ruin his marriage. Which I mean it worked to some extent. And it, it, it just did. to say cuz they also reveal that like oh, each vampire family has a different weakness. Like some are weak against the cross and some are weak against garlic. Darcy's so, so the sex thing probably, I don't know, it could have only been applicable to one family. But also Darcy's weakness is that he can't go out at well, sunset or sunrise very dumb. because he will, he will turn translucent. <laughs> Which is, and, okay, sure. I don't want to ever hear sure. anyone complaining about Twilight Sparkle Pyres ever again because, yes, those are dumb. But this is a lot dumber. This is a lot dumber. <laughs> it's so I wonder if you like, you know, those like models that you used to have in science class where it was the transparent body and you could see all the veins and stuff inside of the skeleton. That's what I was I, imagining it was like. I think because they go, he does go out at one point. I don't know. They, like they describe it and she's like, oh, I pictured it more like they had just kind of like he was in Photoshop and they had turned him kind of translucent, you know? Like, so just all the <laughs> way through. the opacity down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then they said that also, like, if he stayed out in the sunrise or sunset for too long, he would just be he translucent would lose forever. A part of himself. Yeah. Which, cool. <laughs> yeah, I would so pretend like, to be a ghost forever. We did not get in, get into... Well, because she says at some point, she's like, she felt like in the five seconds that this becomes important to the plot where they're briefly out at sunset or whatever. Um, she uh-huh. says like, she felt that if they stayed out any longer, um, he would become like, she wouldn't be able to, like her, her hand would go through him. Which, oh. yeah, that would be kind of a bummer, I feel. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, yeah like, a little he wasn't, bit. He wasn't using it anyway, so, like, who cares if he has a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking through for? Not see-through, but, like, feel-through. Feel-through? <laughs> Is there a word for that? Like, she could phase through, or he could phase through her? I don't know. Yeah. Which, feel I mean, honestly, I like feel-through. That might be better for them, because, like, here was the, the complaint mm-hmm. I had about their whole... His whole, oh, we can't have sex because it might turn you into a vampire. Like, I don't know. Try oral, man. Like, come on. Like, do something. So I don't know. That might have worked better for their sex life if he was just, like, magically feel through. We can only have sex for these eight minutes while the sun is setting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. 
Anyway, they cross the Alps on Alps on muleback. Oh yeah, all of that stuff doesn't actually happen for several chapters. Sorry. Oh my god, yeah, no. He doesn't even reveal to her that he's a vampire until, like, the book is 90% over. Which, yeah, at that point, like, whatever. Who cares? No one cares anymore. <laughs> I was half expecting um, for it to be, like, a, a, um, what's the other Jane Austen one? Is it North and Jarabi? Where, like, the whole thing is uh, Catherine being, like, thinking that all of these, uh, kind of penny dreadfuls are like real and that there's some like dark secret to the house and then it turns out she's totally wrong and it's just because she reads crazy books and she needs to like chill on the imagination stuff like I was kind of expecting it to be that (laughs) ending where like Elizabeth gets all worked up and is like oh my god my husband's a fucking vampire and then at the end Darcy's like of course I'm not a fucking vampire I'm just like worried about like premature ejaculation like calm down I have a very specific war wound. <laughs> uh, that would be good. I'd read that. Right? Again, that would two ways this book so would have been better. <laughs> so, and I think that they, I feel like they really downplay the fact that they crossed the Alps on muleback for several days. Like, after this trauma of having to flee from this castle where a mom was attacking, they don't get to, like, change or bathe or sleep nicely. These are, these are, like, people of leisure. Her hair's messed up when she gets to the inn. I mean, they mention it. It's tangled. Yeah, and she, like, probably looks sweaty a little bit. Mm. <laughs> But still beautiful. Of course, she's ravishing. Um, so they cross the Alps, and then they're in Venice. Well, Italy, and they travel to Venice. And they have fun there for a while. There's a mass ball in Elizabeth's honor. Um, and she meets some people that we find out later are vampires. And a strange man kind of hypnotizes her until Darcy intervenes. And she, like, doesn't think anything of it. It's like, I had this moment where, like, it felt like the walls are melting, and I wanted to do anything this man said, and I, uh, like, you know, felt like I was leaving my body, but then I fainted. Everything was normal. (laughs) Like, she doesn't freak out about anything at all. This girl is so, like, I don't know. (laughs) I I think it was the author's attempt at having her be, like, kind of pragmatic, which she kind of is in the original book, but, like, mm. it just comes across as, like, really fucking dumb. Like... Yes. Like, to me, pragmatic would have been, like, telling your husband. Right. But... But he doesn't want to have <laughs> sex with her, so, like, can she even trust him, though? That's true. Like, honestly. He might not love her. <laughs> he might not love her. His wing wing certainly doesn't. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> there were, like, negative wing-wings in this book. It really... Because of how many times they mentioned there was no sex. There, Yeah, like, there was a lot of... And there were a lot of um, that fanfic... That, like, again, very fanfic-y scene where they're, like, somewhere together and alone, and Elizabeth's like, Darcy didn't even want to touch me. And it was so upsetting. And I heaved my bosom at him. And then Darcy's like biting his lip and being like tracing her face with his hand and like just like 
feeling all over his her neck and clearly wants to fuck her but like won't and it's all very tensiony and like Elizabeth's yeah. just there with her heaving bosom and he's just there staring at her neck longingly and Elizabeth's just like oh why doesn't he want to fuck me and it's like well honey he do you have though to tempt like, him. yeah you have to tempt him Elizabeth by getting naked in a lake that was the thing that happened in this book don't worry about it. Poor thing. I mean, she does try. I have to give her points yeah. for that. She does try. And also, she does a lot of, like, bearing her neck to him before she realizes mm-hmm. he's a vampire. And after. Which, that was... Yeah, and after. Which I was like, clearly she wants to be turned, so just fucking turn her. <laughs> Explain to her afterwards. I will end super well. I've read Bitten. I know. It will end well. <laughs> Um, so they have fun in Venice, but then after a while, Elizabeth's like, he still don't want to do me, so now I'm sad. Um, but they get an invitation from a prince, an Italian prince of some sort, to stay at his villa. So they accept his invitation, and they go to there. And I don't, I don't know. There are, like, some parties, but I don't think, I was skimming this part. I don't think Elizabeth enjoyed Mm. it. Mostly because she was worried about not being sexed. Again, she liked it at first, but Uh, then grew bored and weary of it. So, like, the same thing that had happened mm -hmm. eight times already. Yes, yes. This is literally just, like, scenes of someone's vacation. Like, they're showing you their pictures, and you're like, I Mm -hmm. don't care anymore. I didn't care after, like, the first three. And there's only so many nice things I can pretend to say about your vacation I didn't go on. That was my experience reading this book. (laughs) Um, so Elizabeth decides to leave, uh, but she confides in the prince before she does, because he's like, consider me a friend because you have none. And she's like, all right, here are all my woes. And he goes, yeah, you should leave. Here's my carriage. Go, just leave. He'll be fine. Leave your stuff here. I'll send him on. Just go. He's like, he definitely doesn't love you. He was in love with the idea of you because like, I was like, this is so like, even if, even, even if I was having marital issues, it's just funny because like I'm not married and probably never will be because it's gross. But sorry, sorry, that was rude. Um, no, but like for me, for me, even if I was having marital issues and like I was like complaining to someone and they were like, oh yeah, your husband definitely doesn't love you and probably never did love you, but just was in love with like the chase so, like, you should leave him. I'd be like, we've yeah, known oh my each God, other for five that. minutes. You need to stop. Like, this is incredibly yes. rude. Like, <laughs> yeah, because then you become that friend that when they get back together, they're like, yeah. I know mm-hmm. you hate us, and now we can't be friends. <laughs> right. Never, ever, ever say that you dislike your friend's significant other, even if they've broken up, like, three months ago. Unless it's like they're hitting her. Or yeah, him. then you can say it. Then you can say it. <laughs> Uh, so she's having this conversation with the prince and her handmaiden Annie interrupts their conversation super awkwardly she like runs up to Elizabeth and then sees she's with someone and she's like uh uh ma'am I uh left your uh handkerchiefs in your valise valise how do you say that word I I don't know valise Valise. uh bye which I think I only know because I think it's a Lyric and master of the house, I think. <laughs> From Don't get that song stuck in my head, please. <laughs> master of the house. Oh, it's too late. There it is. 
Anyway, that the whole point of the Annie conversation was that none of Elizabeth's letters were ever sent to Jane. They were betrayed by a footman who I guess was working for the big bad vampire that wants to have sex with Elizabeth or something. Hmm. I don't know. And Annie had found the letters and put them in her valise. Yes, and that was her awkward attempt at delivering a coded message. Hmm. Uh, Elizabeth still gets into the prince's carriage, though. Um, Obviously, it is a trap. She's delivered to this super old vampire who was the one who tried to hypnotize her at the mass ball. Um, and he's super gross, and he's like, I, it is my right to have you as a new vampire bride. You should have come to me on my wedding night so I could have had my way with you. Um, Which, again, there's gross. like a lot of sex talk in this book for there being no sex, which is kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like if you're at the point where you're having an ancient vampire threaten to straight up rape a woman, like... The least you could do is have a good sex scene in there, like, to make up for it. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not just a, they became one. Yeah, that was a disappointment. <laughs> That's so lame. So lame. <laughs> but then, and then also, like, equally gross, though, is that Darcy, he shows up and he's like, no, she's mine. <laughs> and the old vampire is like, I don't smell you on her. And Darcy's like, of you I claim her, her. She is mine. She belongs to me. <laughs> and, and so Elizabeth's just like, yeah, I dig this. Um, and then they <laughs> fight, but it is... <laughs> the vampires fight, but it is a bad fight scene. Um, I don't really know what happened in it. It's one of those scenes where they're like, and then there was some whooshing and some other stuff, and but suddenly Elizabeth <laughs> and Darcy were away and completely 100% safe. They killed the vampire somehow. It'll be a couple years before he's back around, which, again, makes this last decision in the book even stupider because now they're going to protect Very themselves and he does come back around. Well, they'll just have so Georgiana stupid. do it for them. Oh, that's true. Because she's still a vampire. <laughs> Buff girl. See, yeah, so maybe she can just, like, turn them again when they decide. Oops, I spoiled it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> which maybe she which can... also, though, Darcy. Okay, so we, we finally get, like, the backstory of, like, well, not quite. The, okay, just go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, this is basically the next big thing that happens is they escape to a hunting lodge and Darcy, like, reveals the truth about how he's a vampire, how he became a vampire, how he was turned, him and his sister were turned during the bubonic plague by Lady Catherine. Right. Which, like, his whole thing is that he's like, when he's telling the story of what happened, he's like, oh, Lady Catherine, like, essentially his sister had the plague. So Lady Catherine, who was a vampire, was like, I'll save her if you want. And he's like, okay, but you got to turn me too, because I promised our mother that I would never leave her, and I have to like be a vampire because if, if she can True. never die, I can't die. So that's the rule. And Lady Catherine does it, but then we get into this whole part where he's like, I don't want to be a vampire anymore because of Elizabeth, and I'm like, but your sister is still a vampire, and the whole reason that you yes. was like. That's never going to be resolved. Like, we're not going to talk about it or mention it in any way. Like, he's not even, like, hesitating. He's just like, yeah, definitely don't want to be a vampire anymore. Fuck Georgiana. I got someone to have sex with now. Like, okay. Exactly. He did it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 
I didn't even think of that plot point. But yeah, poor Georgiana. He's just going to like come home to Pemberley and be like, sup, I'm a human. And she's going to be real sad. She's going to be like, oh, well, I thought I thought we were doing this like together. Uh, okay, I guess that's cool. I mean, you didn't like yeah. even ask me first, but I guess I guess that's cool. Uh, like I'm, I'm eternally yeah. 15 years old, but like that's cool. What you've got going on with the not doing that, like that's all right, I guess. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, thanks for nothing, Darcy. Because she probably calls him Darcy too. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't have a name, brother Darcy. No, um, and like also, he was like, well. I don't want to turn Elizabeth because I don't want her to have to like live through all of her loved ones dying and shit. But now he's putting Georgiana through that. No downsides to this. Exactly. That was that was going to be my question to you. Hundred percent would do. Hundred percent. Yes. Except that maybe you can't go out at sunrise or sunset. But or you don't like garlic much. Husband and all your friends know you're a vampire. Then that's cool. That's fine. This is like usually in these sort of like scenarios, you know, in books where. There's a vampire situation, and they have a loved one who maybe wants to be a vampire, maybe not. They're like, oh, you wouldn't want to be a vampire because you have to murder uh-huh. someone, because your immortal soul will be, like, no longer existent, because, like, yeah, um, it's terrible. And, like, no. Like, first off, they don't drink. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, they never explained what he does to live, because he's, like... She's like, oh, do you drink blood? And he's yes. like, nah, some some vampires drink blood, but there's a choice, and I don't drink blood. I'm like, well, then what do you do? Like, what makes you a vampire? Then what do you what, do? What is yeah. this? And then, like, um, so they don't have to drink. They don't have to kill people. And he just eats normal food. Yeah, he's stuff. fine with just food, apparently. Yeah. Um, so they don't have to kill people. And the, the immortal mm-hmm. soul thing, which, like, gets into the do we have souls thing, but that doesn't seem to be an issue here because like the church thing doesn't really affect them really so it's not like a religious thing and he never brings it up he's never like oh you'll be damned for all eternity or anything like that he's just like nah man it's just not very cool watching people you love die i'm like but humans have to do that darcy like that's a that's part of life buddy (laughs) yes do you not realize everyone dies except you didn't have to you fucked up, Darcy. You should have stayed a vampire. There were, there were literally no downsides to being a vampire in this world. <sighs> they all just party all the time so and stupid. have a million I was so, That's why I hated I'm this. I'm like, this, is, this seems great. What's, yeah, and just what are fucking you doing? live forever. And you know what? Now that like now there's going to be a lot of backlash because, okay, well, to get to this pop point, so then they go through this ritual and Darcy becomes a human. Whatever. They all She's going to have all this backlash now in the relationship from all of her vampire yeah. buddies who are probably going to be like, but Darcy, now you're going to die. That sucks. We all love you. So now the vampire community is not going to accept her. And like all those friends she made, they, they're going to hate her just now. She's become a fucking vampire. Pretty much. She stole Darcy from them in more ways and than one. And Georgiana's going to be real pissed about it. Georgiana, 100%. They're going to go back to Pemberley yeah. and Georgiana's going to so sneak into their room at night and fucking bite them. Like that's 100% what's going to happen. She's going to be like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that there is a way to undo this undoing because I think Darcy's going to come to regret it. Like once he starts getting like his first wrinkles or gray hairs, he's going to no, like, no, this was so dumb of me. Turn me back, turn me back. I want to turn into a bat again. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. I can't even fly anymore. This is so lame. 
this sucks. I used to be mo- able to move super fast and punch things super hard, and now it like hurts to lift my teacup, man. <laughs> also, 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 can I just say that this whole idea of Georgiana, because I assumed it was just Darcy who was a vampire going into this, not the case, um, mm-hmm. and that he had been like, it's literally, it's literally everyone, everyone. Who's everyone. Like, is a vampire. Um, but so. <laughs> If Georgiana was a vampire, why was the Wickham thing even a problem? Like, what? Like I they don't get know. Mar- like if if because the uh, in the original book, Wickham tries to mm-hmm. like elope with Georgiana, and is foiled by Darcy, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's after her fortune. It's like mm-hmm. she's an immortal vampire. Just eat him. Number one. Number two. Even if they did end up yeah. married and she was like, no, I don't want to eat my husband. That seems crass. Like, okay, just like deal with it for 80 years. Who cares? She's going to outlive him. She'll be fine. Right. Like this is a short term problem. <laughs> Get his this money. This is a short term problem for a, yeah. which has a long term solution and that he will die. Like that is. Yeah. Jeez. And knowing him is probably going to be sooner rather than later. Like it would probably be like 30 years tops. I like the twist in this where um, after Darcy tells Elizabeth everything, uh, Lady DeBorough shows back up with Anne while Darcy's out of the house and is like trying uh-huh. to warn them about it, about the whole prince thing, which has already happened and they've dealt with it. <laughs> and um, she's she's like, uh-huh. tell me where Darcy is, you insolent girl. And Elizabeth's like, I don't know. And then Anne's like, yo, Wickham <laughs> fucked you guys like and I'm like what I literally burst out laughing because I was like why is Wickham even involved why do we have I get that Wickham's like why the big bad of the Pride and Prejudice universe but like he's not in this case there are actual vampires <laughs> trying to eat them why is Wickham involved like because the whole thing is like yes. Wickham oh there's like nothing that would suggest he even knows about vampires so like Wickham is like overhears or no 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 he's talking at like a pub and is like oh yeah I just married or like Mr. Darcy is now my like brother-in-law because I'm married to Lydia Wickham and her sister or her sister is married to Darcy and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and like someone overhears that who is the prince and like is like what Darcy married someone I gotta go fuck his wife um but like Wickham didn't know that that guy was a vampire. Like, why would it? He didn't do anything wrong in this case. He was just talking about his family so member. Really, he didn't he do did anything. Nothing, but they're like, Wickham has betrayed you again. Yes. I'm like, in what way? Wickham did nothing wrong. <laughs> Hashtag Wickham did nothing wrong. <laughs> in this case, this is true. Oh my god, so he was just talking about his family, and like, how would he know that there was anything to be feared from an evil sitting in this pub, Like, man, I'm so pumped to be related to Darcy we were childhood friends and now we're like maybe we can repair this relationship after all this time I fell on some hard times and made some bad choices but I really want to turn my life around and this like guy overheard him is like guess I'll go eat his wife then and Wickham's like just not even aware it's not Wickham's fault he's doing his best also 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 so many things to talk about in this book also I want to point out so like because Elizabeth's like when the reveal happens she's like wait a second like how do you maintain Uh this facade and he's like okay basically what I do is I pretend to be the owner of Pemberley and then I every like 15 years I pretend to die and then I come back as like the heir like a cousin or something and in this case I had a small Uh child 
who was like one of my cousins on the Fitzwilliam side, pretend to be me growing up, uh-huh. which like, so that's actually the kid that like Wickham knew as a kid. So no wonder Darcy fucking hates him because he's like, yeah, I never even interacted with this oh, guy. Yeah. Like Wickham and Darcy don't know each other. There's some other fake Darcy running around who was best friends with Wickham as a kid. And it's like, man, things have really gone wrong in their life. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Like what happened to this fake Darcy? Where is he now? You know what? I feel really bad. About I Wickham know, right? Now. I want a story from his point of view where he's just like accidentally like, fucking everything up universe. for everyone around him. And he has no way of knowing how or in why. In this universe, though. And he probably had a conversation with like fake Darcy that was like, hey, you know what? You should marry my sister. Like, I bet that happened. <laughs> like, he was like, you know what would be great if we were really brothers? Like, Man, too bad that can't happen. And fake Darcy's like knows that that can't happen because he's not the real Darcy. But Wickham interprets it as like, oh man, what if I married Georgiana? Like he's my best friend. He He'll would love, love if that. I did that. Like He'll all of it. all of the bad decisions in Wickham's life came from fake Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wickham. Oh, he just Poor needs a Wickham. Hug. He's the real he victim here. <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah oh and then they have sex they become one on the beach <laughs> that's the end Which of the is book like the last line of the book proper and then we get an epilogue yeah where okay also like i want the scene because this is not included at all i want the scene where jane like is freaking the fuck out because it's she like, hasn't heard from elizabeth fuck? in yes. months and then they just like show up at home and i want her to like rush in and be like where the fuck were you <laughs> We didn't get that scene. No, I because cheated. that would actually be terrible. Because Elizabeth would be like, Elizabeth in this version would be like, <laughs> oh, Jane, I'll tell you maybe one day. Wink. Wink. Because <laughs> she's fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> And oh. Jane would be like, no, but actually I was worried. Yeah, Jane's like, actually, this is not a laughing matter. But it had already like faded to black and the credits were rolling. So <laughs> what could she have done? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh, so that was a stupid, boring book. I hated it. One star. Which, again, I had fun reading it. <laughs> well, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> That's okay, because I had... Well, no, because you had fun reading Hogfather, too. Well, whatever. Yeah, I've been having a good couple... I mean, we had Christmas shoes in there, but aside from that, I've been having, like, a good month or so. Yeah, I'm pretty And I didn't now. have to read fucking... Uh, <laughs> Ready Player One. I didn't have to read that. So Oh, yeah. Dang. Having a good time over here. You should read it. That should be your homework. You need to read Ready Player One. No, that's okay. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, was there anything you liked? Anything I liked about it? Because you liked the whole book. Well, most of the book. You liked a lot of the book. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, like I I would say my silver lining was that it was... Um, a silly, like, I, I honestly, I don't want to, like, talk shit about it too much because, well, too late for that. Um, honestly, like, it, it was, to me, it was kind of silly, but it was very, like, it was what you'd expect out of a vampire Regency romance novel. Like, there was a lot of... Yeah, the title like that, just tipped me That's off. the whole appeal for a lot of people with that, that time period is that it's like, ooh, all the sexual tension, no sex sort of thing. 
so that mm-hmm. not necessarily that you don't like the sex, but just the sexual tension gets gets like real ramped up. And that's the same thing in a lot of vampire novels, which I think is kind of dumb that vampires in a lot of vampire romance novels can't fuck a human or whatever. Um, they come up with bullshit reasons for that. But like, that's what's going on here is there's just a lot of longing, a lot of sexual tension. So if you're like into that, this is the book for you because it's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. not much happens, but like, Oh, well, who cares? Like, doesn't matter. There's a lot of, like I said, heaving bosoms and staring longingly at necks. So if you're into that, this will take a lot of boxes for you. And it seems like, yeah, it seems like if you do read this and like this, and there's a lot for you to go off of. I'm just looking here at the Goodreads Recommended. There's there's Vampire Darcy's Desire, Emma and the Werewolves, Mm -hmm. Emma and the Vampires, Yeah. uh, Jane Mm -hmm. Bites Back. Oh, this is interesting. Robin Hood and Friar Tuck, zombie killers. Oh, see, I feel like that's not going to be a lot of sexual longing for the zombies, though. That's true. Oh, Little Women and Werewolves. Mm. Little Vampire Women. Romeo, Juliet, Vampires. Okay, anyway, so there's a lot for you to, to explore here at your leisure. Public domain vampires is, like, very much a genre that exists. <laughs> Tea time. Can we write a book called Public Domain Vampires? Yes. Okay, no one steal that book title. That's our book title. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Copyright. I already I already have That's a copyright totally right works. now. I bought it. Anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my god. Um well okay, so my I guess my silver lining was I kind of liked some of the vampire friends. They were cool. I like Sophia. Yeah. They were fun. Yeah. I like Giuseppe. I mean they didn't do much, but they were no. there. They seem like cool people to hang out with and have like Which suck is my blood and turn me into a vampire. Kind of to my point that this probably shouldn't have been called Mr. Darcy Vampire. It should have just been some guy vampire, and like we should have dropped the whole Pride and Prejudice thing. Yes, I would like, have liked She that can better. come up with characters. She's fine at that. And honestly, they wouldn't have annoyed me so much if they weren't pretending to be Elizabeth and Darcy because yeah. they aren't. Well, she might have been able to give them more of a personality, too. Yeah. And like Darcy, to me, like the appeal of Darcy in Pride and Prejudice and most good Pride and Prejudice like adaptations and retellings that I've read or seen, like, is that he is a huge introvert nerd who does not know how to, like, deal with humans. <laughs> like, that the whole Elizabeth thinks he's very prideful, and it's not that. It's that he is a huge nerd who does not loser. do well in large groups. Like, that's the best <laughs> reading of Darcy, in my opinion. And that's uh-huh, not what's uh-huh. going on here. He was actually, like, a prideful asshole the whole time. And, like... Yes. Like that, so that bothered. Like I was just like, just don't make him Darcy. Make him some other guy. Like you're, like he's fine. Yeah, you know he's over here doing this, you know, sexual tension longing thing, which is why anybody who's reading this is here. Uh-huh. But like, why does he have to be Darcy? You're ruining Darcy for me. Yeah, and we, I mean, we wouldn't even really have had to have that much background because it could still just open with a wedding with these two no. people, and you could have just given them more personality in their dialogue because you were too afraid to play with Elizabeth and Darcy right. as people. So, yeah. Yeah, Sophia was cool. <laughs> she had lots of clothes. <laughs> so, was that who you related to most? or No, I name? related to most were the servants who all quit because it was too much for them. It was me. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> I think that would probably be my pick, too, honestly. Like, I guess kind of Elizabeth. Um, I mean, she was really the only one with, like, major personality in this, in that mm-hmm. it was mainly... That's true. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to say I related to Jane most in that. <laughs> she was totally absent. There. 
<laughs> just a person everyone had heard it. of. <laughs> and everyone had heard of me. And actually, no, the third, third, I'm, I'm going to say Andover. Who shows up and is like, oh, yeah, just fucking tell her what the problem was. Like, yeah, she's like, because Catherine DeBurr's like, tell me where he is. Zine. And Anne's like, it just fucking tell her what's going on. Like, why are you There's doing danger this? This to is be so had. dramatic. No one needs this. Like, come on, <laughs> let's move along here, please. Let's get to the plot. Yeah. Anne's a solid choice. Final answer. All right. Yes. Good. Good. There, there was a lot of options there, but I'm glad we settled on one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Uh, anything you'd rather be reading? Any other vampire um, novels yeah, you can recommend? So, or? Well, not a vampire novel. Here's the thing. When I was reading this, I kept going okay. through my head, and I'm like, oh, man, I've got so many rather be readings this week. Not because I didn't like this book, just because it reminded me of a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. I have read. Um, you guys mm-hmm. might be understanding from this episode that I have no taste. Um, that's true. <laughs> I think I think that goes for both of us. Like, <laughs> if you still want recommendations from me, okay. So I've got a, a couple that I like that in terms of um, Pride and Prejudice retellings, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a ton out there if you're into this genre that are pretty good. Uh, like, obviously, kind of the most famous one would be, like, Bridget Jones's Diary is technically a Pride and Prejudice retelling. Um, is it really? I did but, not that. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Which is why it's extra funny. I mean, the character's name is Mark Darcy. Like, that's oh. the guy she ends up oh, with. Oh, and, and he's, he's played by, by what's his name? He's played by, Remember? yeah, exactly. Very cute. Um, but, I mean, there's a book of that, too. Um I'm going to go with either Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld, which is a modern-day Pride and Prejudice, which is set in Cincinnati, which is part of why I like it, because there's a lot of references to Cincinnati things, which is fun for me, because that's where I live. Um, Yeah. Or um, Bernie Sue's The Secret Diary of Lizzie Bennet, which is the kind of novelization of Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which was one of the kind of major... YouTube series and it was a retelling mm-hmm. of Pride and Prejudice but set in modern times with vlogs and stuff like that but the guy who wrote it um, and directed it I think but you know uh, Bernie Sue and also I think there's another author involved um, which I can't remember but we'll put in the show notes but they wrote a kind of adaptation of this show that they had done which was itself an adaptation of this book so there's all the stuff that i like about adaptations where there's 18 layers to it and it kind of expands on the stuff that they couldn't really include in the show and things like that so it's really fun if you've seen the show or just like if you i think it's like a pretty solid like retelling modern modern day retelling of uh pride and prejudice if you're into that sort of thing um and also there's like probably 20 other ones that i can't think of right now but you know like hit me up and i'll give you some recommendations how about you yeah what would you rather be reading how about me well I kind of went on a journey with this one a little bit and I just I had to double check to make sure I didn't already recommend this book I'm pretty sure I haven't okay um so I went on a bit of a journey with this one I was like well I don't really want to recommend a vampire book because I think the last vampire books I got super into were the Anita Blake books (laughs) so I mean yeah if you want to go read Guilty Pleasures the first book in the Anita Blake series but um but then stop around book five. Yeah, stop around book five. Don't go any further. Uh, or do and tell us. Um, so then I was looking through 
um, the books I had read that I had marked as historical fiction, and I came mm-hmm. across a series that is it's kind of historical fiction, but mostly it's kind of like a science fiction steampunk sort of alternate reality. So honestly, it doesn't have anything to do with this book, but this is where my mind took me to, <laughs> and it is a very good book. <laughs> It's a it's a good series. Um, it is called The Invisible Library by Genevieve, Genevieve Cogman, which is the first book in the Invisible Library series. Um, and it is about a woman named Irene who is a spy for an organization called The Library where she goes to different realities and she basically like harvests books from those realities to bring them back to the library mm. to be kept for like all time, I guess. It's just like a, a library. So she gets a new assistant named Kai, and they are um, sent on an assignment to a, an alternate London that is like steampunky and kind of like the 1890s sort of feel to it. Um, they're like a Sherlock Holmes type character and stuff, and there are also dragons. Oh! So <laughs> it's really good. I would recommend. I love this series. Um, I know it's not like Regency period, but, you know, steampunk is... Always historical fictiony. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So nothing to do with Pride and Prejudice, or oops, I just pulled my headphone out. Nothing to do with Pride and Prejudice or uh, vampires or Regency romances whatsoever. That's my rather be reading. I was gonna say you don't want anything to do with that after this book. That's very true. Yeah. So maybe this know. is the right book for me to recommend to our listeners. So that pretty much wraps it up for this fortnight. Um, Before we get to what our next book will be, we did have a listener email that we wanted to read real quick. Uh, So let me pull that up. All right. I was recently suggested your podcast on my Stitcher homepage, and I am so happy I decided to listen. Thank you for your fantastic summaries, which focus on the important content in each book, which may not be what the author always wants, but I personally love. Your chemistry is wonderful to listen to, and the hilarious commentary is easy to follow, even if I haven't read the book. You also informed me of the danger of shovel hands, the sexy phrase knocking a few protons off the old hydrogen (laughs) atom, and the existence of the terrifying wear swans. Thank you for your podcast. I'm looking forward to your next book review, as well as the 12 Months of Christmas podcast. Plug, 12 Months of Christmas is up now. Um, Keep up the great work, Emily. Thanks, Emily. P.S. Have either of you read or are considering reading Moon People by Dale M. Courtney? It may be a good book to read for the podcast. My copy of the book is only 80 pages, so it is a very short read. And then there's a little spoiler, which I'm not going to read right now because it's a spoiler. Because all of you guys are definitely reading along, which you might have figured out that this is going to be our next book that we're going to read. Uh, Moon People by Dale M. Courtney, which was suggested to us by listener Emily. Thank you so much, Emily. Um, First off, love the email so much. Yes, thank you so much for your super sweet email. It was very nice to read. so sweet. Um, And yeah, we're going to go ahead and do Moon People for our next episode. So if you guys are reading along, that's Mm going to be up next. Uh, The subtitle is The Age of Aquarius, so that's fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Age of Aquarius. And we hadn't really had, like, it wasn't really on our list, but I have seen it on many other people's list for like worst book ever written so it should be an interesting read Mm -hmm. um and yeah if you guys want to i can't even get through the synopsis (laughs) it's so long yeah that's why i'm not gonna read it right now because like the book description it's very long and kind of confusing 
so I'm not going to bother reading the synopsis on air. Uh, hopefully we will be able to make something coherent yeah. out of the book. <laughs> oh my god. They also have shields that are a liquid that turns into a solid mass as hard as four inches of steel when exposed to the cold of space. They also have a very elaborate and high-tech interior. They have a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm already loving this book so much. Thank you, Emily, for your suggestion. <laughs> yeah. So that is next on the docket. Um, if you dear listener, are presented with the option of whether or not to turn into a supernatural being that it turns out your significant other has secretly been all along, whether that be like vampire or shifter or mermaid, I don't know. Would you take them up on that offer to... Yeah, well, you know... (laughs) Maybe they get their gills on you. I don't know. Um, If you... (laughs) If you were presented with the choice of to become a supernatural being or for your significant, doesn't it? I don't know. I never saw. Spoiler for that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Hope y'all saw that already. Um, Where was I? Okay, here's the question. If you were presented with the option of turning into the supernatural being of choice that your significant other. Is, has hiding that they are from you. Oh my god, I'm wording this so terribly. Would you choose to become the supernatural, or would you vampire? Yes or no? Human? What you think? Yeah, <laughs> obviously you would pick the supernatural being, but let us know why you wouldn't if you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and can... you can do that by tweeting at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at hate recast on Twitter or emailing us. Hate readcast at gmail.com. And we, uh, might, we might read your response on the air if it is fun. Yeah. Um, you can also do that if you have a suggestion for a book that you think we should read. Mm-hmm. We would love that. Um, and what do we say? Oh, as always, thanks to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. And if you have not yet subscribed to us for some crazy reason, please do so on whatever platform you use to aggregate your podcast. And if it is iTunes, please feel free to leave us a wonderful five-star review. In the words of Amanda Grange, Oh, Jane, if I could only tell you half the things that have happened to me since leaving Longburn. There have been many difficult and frightening things in my life, but there has been much of great beauty, too. The dread and awful majesty of the Alps as Darcy and I rode over their snow-capped heights, the peaceful tranquility of Piedmont, the great river Brenta, with its weeping willows trailing their branches in the water, Venice rising like a dream from the lagoon, basking in the morning sunlight, ageless and timeless and serene, and the people, Philippe with his gallantry, and Gustave with his irrepressible good humor, and Sophia with her ancient dresses and her love for her city, and her memories, the rise of the merchant princes, the building of the palaces, the creation of the sculptures, the paintings and the poetry, the journeys of the great explorers, the triumphs of Marco Polo, with whom she spoke and danced. Yes, Jane, she knew him, and she still sings and dances, though he has long since turned to dust. She is the custodian of all things past, she and others like her, and my dear Darcy is a custodian too, a custodian, a guardian, and a protector, one of the timeless ones. My dearest Darcy is a vampire, bitch, we read all this already, get to the fucking point. It goes on for so long. Why did you have to recap the entire book? 
<laughs> because clearly the readers are too stupid to realize. No, because it was like one of the last chapters of the book. I mean, she was updating this weekly and she didn't want her readers to forget what had happened in the first few chapters of the book when she uploaded yeah, all yeah. this to fanfiction.net. We had gotten so many episodes without making any spousal abuse jokes. I know. Will I cut this one? Who knows? Who knows? It has been zero days since Hate Read has made a spousal abuse joke. We really need to stop.